you're listening to Friar Side Chats, and I'm your host, Emma Miller, here with the best friar I know. Oh, I can't say that. Oh, you can't. But you'd like to. But I'd like to. Yeah. <laughs> Father Michael Martin. <laughs> here to wish everyone an alleluia. Alleluia. Jesus has risen. <laughs> Woo-hoo! The king has risen. Amen. Amen. Alleluia. You know, I actually just re... Alleluia. Alleluia. I'm just going to keep saying Alleluia throughout the, the podcast. Alleluia. Anytime. Alleluia. <laughs> Haven't said it in 40 days. Alleluia. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my goodness. Um, but, yeah, so so today, you know, I have to admit, I'm not feeling in this place right now, but I know I've been there before, and I know I've also talked to students and friends who have um, are here and have been there. This, like, post-Lent guilt type of situation. Mm. Do you know what I'm talking about? Post-Lent guilt syndrome. Syndrome, yeah. We gotta call it syndrome syndrome disorder or something like that. (laughs) PLGS. Or PLG syndrome. (laughs) PLG syndrome. Yeah, just, um, like, there have been times before where I have just felt like I didn't really live up to my Lenten expectations and I didn't hold myself as accountable and I didn't meet my goals. And so when it comes to Easter... I kind of feel guilty. Like, I don't deserve to celebrate in this because I didn't actually walk with Jesus in, like, those 40 days very well. Right. Yeah. I mean, I'm with you. I I think um, uh, our broken Lent Mm -hmm. is is a common dynamic in in many people's lives, uh, which can lead us to... um, to a couple of bad places, you know, yeah. that that really don't uh, don't befit this Easter season. The first is, you know, thinking that somehow we can hmm. uh, do something or anything that's going to merit the resurrection, mm-hmm. you know. And so, if mm-hmm. we don't do what we're <laughs> supposed to, then we don't merit, you know. No, that that that's uh, yeah. that's not what we believe. And so, you know, first and foremost. Uh, Salvation is a gift. Mm-hmm. It's not something that's deserved, uh, and it's not something in any way that's that's merited. And so, uh, we all, even with the best of Lenten practices, we still don't, you know, aren't worthy of this great gift of salvation that that we're all given. It's freely given to us mm-hmm. out of love. And so, imagining that we we need to celebrate a better Lent to, to in order to be worthy of the resurrection, we got to nip that in the bud and say, <laughs> no, wrong. That's not, uh, that's not, not on target. Um, the other thing that strikes me in this is um, all the more we should rejoice, even in our brokenness, mm-hmm. even in our flawed attempts to somehow um, align ourselves with the crucified Christ, even in my broken attempts to be able to do that, I am still empowered by the the saving grace of Christ, mm-hmm. you know? And so um, to me, all the better to mm-hmm. a certain extent, you know, all the more where we're um, even with a, with a flawed Lent, yeah. the, the, the resurrection, maybe, maybe it's more powerful. Maybe it's, maybe it's more meaningful mm-hmm. because we recognize how, um, how unworthy we really are, you know? Yeah. And Jesus says, I feel like he says over and over again that, like, weakness is where he's made strong. Correct. Yeah. yeah. And sometimes, I guess I never thought about it in that way before. I always thought about, it like, 
well, I have to make my, like, I think there is that sense of like making yourself humble and meek and like docile to him. But I think there is that other component of like, it's in our like very screw ups and messing things up that he desires to come in there and make like the biggest impact, you know? Sure. And and it's not to say that, uh, all right, so I want the greatest impact. So I'll just screw <laughs> I'll it up, just so keep that, messing up so that God can really have an awesome Easter yeah. in me. Yeah. No. <laughs> Um, I, what I do think, though, is that there is nothing on this earth that can separate us from the love, mm-hmm. the resurrected love of Christ Jesus, mm-hmm. even our worst Lent, even if we did nothing all Lent and come to, <laughs> to you know, to mm-hmm. the Easter joy in some fashion, you know, his saving love is there for us as well and and can move us. Certainly, uh, we, we may be less open to be moved if our Lenten experience didn't till the soil a little bit, yeah. but um, that's on us. Right? Yeah. That's not, you know, Jesus's love is, um, you know, is as full uh, for each and every one of us as it could ever be, regardless of our, uh, our, you know, deserving it. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I guess. You know, here, here's what I would say. Mm-hmm. Have you ever think about it from the other dimension? I, I think, you know, one post-Lent guilt syndrome <laughs> dynamic is is also, should I keep my Lenten penance going? Oh. You know? Yeah. I'm. Well, there are definitely times where I have tried to do that. Uh-huh. And then there are other times where I'm really glad that Lent, Lent is, is over and now right. I can stop. Right. And, stop and I think it all depends on the nature of what our Lenten penances are, mm-hmm. but... I think some of us during Lent began to wonder if our lives weren't somehow better because we had stripped something, something from from yeah. our from us and and have then said to ourselves maybe you know maybe I can keep going and and you know it's interesting certainly as a as a Franciscan this is a question I wrestle with all the time you know we embrace a life of penance not just a season of mm. penance you know and I, I ask myself, how penitential is the rest of my life? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so, you know, we've talked about this, I think, on some other um, podcasts where, you know, we can engage in penitential practices the rest of the year. Yeah. I mean, I, I wouldn't do it on Easter Sunday, yeah. but <laughs> or maybe even Easter week, you know, but I, I do think that. Uh, the possibility of of maintaining mm-hmm. some of our Lenten practices mm-hmm. uh, from either ongoing or from time to time to to tap yeah. back into that um, as a way of of remembering uh, Christ's passion and also celebrating his mm-hmm. you know his his unmerited or that we don't merit you yeah, know, yeah. that that great gift of resurrection that he that he promises us as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I feel like um, something I've been reflecting on lately that's kind of moving for me is... Hallelujah. Hallelujah, yeah, (laughs) exactly. Well, yeah, it is that idea of, like, celebration and thinking, like, we're celebrating Easter and, and, you know, God's resurrection and how we're saved through it and all these things. But what about, like, I really like this idea of Jesus celebrating, like taking joy in each one of us and in each one of us trying, like, 
Yeah, so you don't want to go into that place where we're all just try to screw up so that then his mercy can come in. But like, but if we're trying, even if we're failing, but we're trying, he's like pleased with that. Yeah, yeah. I'm always reminded of um, the Thomas Merton prayer. You I know? love it so much. Yeah, and it just uh, it it challenges us, you know, to remember that even our desire to please God does in fact please God. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and so those forty days that we uh, we were trying to do something to offer, you know, alms that were pleasing to God, to offer a penance that was pleasing to God, to offer, you know, some sort of prayer that was pleasing to God. And when we look back on it in a little bit of Easter hindsight, it, mm-hmm. you know, it, it looks feeble sometimes. Mm-hmm. That said, as you said, I think beautifully, Christ rejoices in us. God takes joy in our attempts, feeble as they may be, (laughs) to walk with Jesus, um, not just in his passion and death, but also in his resurrection. I mean, we could say the same thing about, about Easter joy. You know, are we celebrating the the alleluia of Easter mm. enough, you know, are we mm-hmm. celebrating it well? Or, you know, I, I remember, you know, a number of years ago, I, I on Easter Sunday, I, I used the, um, uh, the metaphor of um, rubbernecking. If I say rubbernecking, <laughs> do, you, do you know what that is? Like watching an accident on Correct. the side of the road. Right, and, right, yeah, right, right. Yeah. And so it's, it's sort of this drive-by experience. And I, and we, we slow down because everybody else is slowing down. Yeah. And then we see the accident and we look at it and we look at it. And then, and then we get to a point where we can't keep looking at it and keep going. And then we just drive off. And, you know, I think sometimes Easter Sunday is, you know, it's, it's rubbernecking 101. You know, we, we slow down because everyone, everyone's everyone doing died, it. That's right, what you do. Right. And, and we sort of look into the empty tomb as we're walking by. And then we kind of then speed up in the rest of our lives and go on mm-hmm. as if, and we totally forget, you know, what we just saw, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I, I think, you know, that can be an example of how we don't celebrate Easter mm-hmm. um, well either, you know, talk about not celebrating Lenten penance as well. I think also celebrating resurrected joy enough, you know, it, the, to the extent that we don't revel in the, the grace of freedom in Christ, yeah. You know, oh my gosh. Yeah. Right? Think of how that <laughs> think about how that limits us. You yeah. know, we're, we're not living into that alleluia moment, you yeah. know. And so uh, on both sides, whether it be a, a poor lent or a you know, a a drive-by Easter, mm-hmm. you know, I, I think both of them can can mitigate the ability of us as frail human beings to absorb and and appreciate and allow to impact us the great grace that God gives Mm -hmm. us. So do you, well, maybe just not off the top of your head, but are there any, like, short little prayers or, like, I don't know, a small action that someone could do each day, like, of Easter to, to, you know, turn their mind back over to, like, no, man, Jesus, you died and rose for me, and I am freer I, I absolutely. I, I think the getting out of bed in the morning and make your first word. Alleluia. Oh, I like that. It's I mean, it's one word, 
Yeah. But it, it sets the tone. Hallelujah. I'm, I'm graced. I have life. Yeah. I've been forgiven. I'm saved. Hallelujah. I mean, you don't have to say all those words. Just hallelujah. Make that as soon as you figured out that you have a first word to say mm-hmm. and that you should say, what should it be? Yeah. It, sh- it should be resurrected joy. Hallelujah. Okay. Okay. Wait. Hallelujah. Can we, can we, <laughs> hallelujah. Can we break that down a little bit? Just, honestly, maybe I'm embarrassed to say this. I don't know like where hallelujah comes from or actually what it means. I know it's like like a very joyful thing. I know we sing it before the gospel because it's heralding good news, but like I don't actually know what it means. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm going to give you a little, <laughs> you know, honestly, there is so much out there for us to um, to learn. And I, I think we at times have to feed our, uh, our intellectual lives a yes. little bit more. So no, I'm not going to oh, sit it's going to be a homework tie, assignment. A homework and for assignment. our listeners. I want you to find out. <laughs> and our listeners, you know, get off your butt and... Go and, figure out what you're go, saying when you what is, say what is the, the, the Greek roots of it and what it what it really means. Yes. There. All right. So we'll not spoon feed our audience. <laughs> our listeners are going to have to work. But, but I really do like that as like first baby step. And honestly, yes. as you were saying it, I was like, oh gosh, I'm gonna feel so silly doing this in yes. my room. But then, but then I was like, what the heck, Emma? If you're already telling yourself you're gonna feel silly with this baby step, how do you ever expect to like really celebrate the Easter season properly? Right. So I'm gonna do it and I don't care how silly I feel. And I hope some of our listeners <laughs> will be similarly encouraged. And yeah, just Yeah, and I I think if I'm not asking you to go out on a street corner right. and scream hallelujah. I mean But even then, you know, (laughs) I mean, what will our, you know, our Easter greetings be to everyone? You know, happy Easter. Okay, that's great. How about just hallelujah, right? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. (laughs) Which means. Uh, I got to go do my homework. It's been a long time since I've had homework. I know. Yeah, hallelujah. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna have to go back and count how many times we've said hallelujah. Yeah, that's okay. This I mean, hallelujah. <laughs> Just a few more. Yeah. Well, um, I I hope for our listeners this has been uh, an en- encouraging episode to alleviate some of that post Lent guilt, right? And um, really allow yourself to embrace the season of Easter and bring hallelujah into your life more. Yeah, I, I mean, I think. If we can all just um, rejoice with God, yeah, that you know, as we've said, he you know he rejoices with us, yeah. and that allow this this season to be filled with the marvel of uh, of rejoicing that death is no longer the final answer. Mm-hmm. You know that the final answer is uh, eternal life with Christ. Mm-hmm. That that is a powerful, powerful daily message that there is no circumstance, there is no weakness, Mm -hmm. there is no dynamic or relationship that cannot be saved by Christ's resurrection. Yeah. Um, Think about that. Think about, uh, and, and, you know, talking about getting up in the morning with with a simple alleluia, I mean, it, it reorients Every assignment, every bit of work, every mm. relationship with hope. 
Yeah. With a powerful hope yeah. and a grace that um, that no earthly power can can you know promise or deliver upon. Mm-hmm. A lot, a lot promise it, but Jesus <laughs> is the only one to ultimately deliver. Yeah. And and so may we uh, rejoice with God in the in the awesome awesomeness. The yeah. awesome awesomeness of, <laughs> of Jesus' resurrection and say collectively together, Alleluia, <laughs> as an exclamation point yes. on this great podcast. <laughs> Thanks, Father Mike. And we will be sure to share in the show notes um, the Thomas Merton prayer, yeah, which great. I love. Mm-hmm. Um we also have some bookmarks with it. So, you know, if you're a listener on campus, we encourage you to stop by. We'll give it to you. It's a great prayer anytime. Um, and we'll put some other great resources in there for you. So um, I hope you guys have enjoyed this latest episode of Friarside Chats. Please email me anytime with any thoughts, questions you might have, or suggestions for future episodes. You can email me directly at erm13 at duke.edu. For more information about the ministry of the Duke Catholic Center, visit us at catholic.duke.edu. Friarside Chats is supported by many generous donors, students, parents, alumni, and friends of Duke just like you. To learn how you can support Friarside Chats or any other ministry of the Duke Catholic Center, visit catholic.duke.edu backslash support. Thanks, Father Mike. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. See you guys next time on Friarside Chats.